Music has an incredible ability to proclaim the soul's language beyond what mere words can speak. That is what we seek as we invite our guests to share their song of the soul. Be it joy and laughter, sorrow and tears, awe and insight, or deepest devotion, as we visit and listen, we are all part of a spiritual voyage called Song of the Soul. If you haven't met the music of Anna Elizabeth Laube before, your life is about to take a quantum leap of beauty and joy and depth. I became aware of Anna because of a song she recorded with Jason Horowitz called Enough of Me. Though Jason wrote the song, Anna blew me away with her part of the song conveying beauty and a spiritual presence which demanded to be featured in a full song of the soul of her own. Anna Laube was Iowa City-based until her teen years, which took place in Madison, Wisconsin, and the ensuing years have included sojourns in various West Coast cities like San Francisco and Seattle. Though her voice is what captured me, she also has played piano, saxophone, violin, and the oboe, and that oboe having been studied at Académie de Musique Créterie in Liège, Belgium. Count her among your blessings today as Anna Elizabeth Laube joins us via Zencaster from Seattle, Washington. Anna, thank you so very much for joining me for Song of the Soul. Thanks for having me, Mark. I fell in love with you and your voice back when I did the interview with Jason Horowitz and the song that you did with him. Was it hard to entice you to do that song with him? No, not at all. He had written that song and he brought it to me. And I just loved it. I told him I thought it sounded like some early Bob Dylan stuff, and I would love to sing on it. And Bob Dylan makes sense. You were actually, I guess, born in Iowa City, Iowa, and you lived in Madison. And it's not that far to Minnesota and Duluth, where Bob Dylan hails from. Yeah, my mom actually grew up in Duluth and then moved even further north in Minnesota. But I think she actually lived in Duluth at least for a year or two at the same time he did. So Bob Dylan, that was an inspiration for you. I know you're quite a bit younger than me, I think 26 years younger than me. Did you grow up with that kind of music in your house, Bob Dylan and so on? Yeah, he was there not quite as much as the Beatles and Aretha Franklin and a lot of that stuff from the 60s my parents really loved. Well, the reason people have listened in today to Song of the Soul is to hear some of your beautiful music. Why don't you get us started on your Song of the Soul? What's first? Yeah, Let's Play Tree. That's a song that was inspired by the very old maple tree, sugar maple tree that I grew up with. It was in my front yard. I wrote this song for a songwriting contest, and the contest was being judged by Chuck Lavelle. He's the musical director and keyboard player for the Rolling Stones. And I knew that he was an avid tree lover and tree farmer, and the topic was trees. So I I chose this topic. I mean, I didn't choose the topic, but I chose to write about this tree that I grew up with in Iowa City. So here it is. It's Tree by Anna Elizabeth Laube. From the day I arrived 
got a wonderful-hearted woman with us here today, Anna Elizabeth Laupe. Her website is annaelizabethlaupe.com, and you can find all of her, how many recordings is it now? Three, four albums and some singles out there as well? That's right, four albums and two singles. The latest of which is Tree, released back in 2016, and that song was Tree, title song. It talks about trees in a whole lot of ways. Do you live in a house right now with a lot of woodwork and wood floors, or are you more of a, a tile? And I mean, what, which way do you lean? Yeah, my apartment right now actually has concrete floors, but it does have a lot of wood paneling, and part of the ceiling is wood. It's just a loft. So, yeah, that's what I'm living in right now. But I grew up in, in a house that was very wood based, a lot of wood floors, and very old feeling. In one of the verses in the song, Anna, you mentioned a few different woods, which I think are the woods that maybe your guitar or a guitar would be made out of. Did I listen correctly? I wasn't positive. Yes, indeed. So it's your particular guitar? Is this a guitar that you had handmade or that you know the genesis of? I don't know much about it, but we were talking a little bit about mystical things earlier, and I feel like the guitar definitely was magnetized to me. I found it in the vintage room in San Francisco, actually at Guitar Center, but it had come up from Los Angeles and it's a 68 Gibson. And so that guitar definitely has a lot of magic in it. And I've written a lot of songs on her, Angelina. Angelina is her name? Yep. <laughs> That's okay. the name of the guitar. I was wondering because I thought that you would have just listening to your music. I had the sense of your heart knowing things in a physical way. I, mean, I don't know if you can actually just look at a guitar and see that it has rosewood, spice, and mahogany, but maybe you're a wood expert too. No, I'm pretty sure I probably looked that up somewhere on the internet when I was writing that song. Okay. It's good to have extra resources. It is. So you've already mentioned getting the guitar in San Francisco. And I, I know that when you're 13, you moved from Iowa over to Madison, Wisconsin. There's Sojourns, I think, in San Francisco. Were you in Portland also? You're in Seattle now. What is this about? Are you just kind of a gypsy person? I think I was. I think I was kind of a gypsy person for a long time. I definitely had the romantic ideal of throwing the guitar in the backseat of the car and just driving around. And I did do that for a while. It was actually a lot more tiring than I thought it would be when I was dreaming of doing it. Yeah, I've been in Seattle now for almost three years, which isn't a very long time, but it's longer than I've been staying put for a while. So it feels good to kind of establish a base and get a little bit more grounded than I have been. Was I right about Portland and how long were you there or in San Francisco or other places you've been? I never did live in Portland, actually. I was in San Francisco off and on for many years. It's kind of hard to count because I was in and out. I did a lot of house sitting and couch surfing and staying with friends. My son has actually considered moving out that direction, but one of the major downsides is that housing is through the roof compared to what we're used to here. That isn't a disinclination for you? Because you're a rich musician, of course. <laughs> well, you know, when I moved out there, I did the Craigslist thing. So I found an apartment with roommates and rent wasn't too crazy at that time, just splitting a, an apartment 
And that kind of set my bar of how expensive it was to live somewhere, you know, on my own as an adult. So I certainly have had many jobs to supplement the music over the years, but somehow it seems to be working right now. Well, why don't you pick another song for your Song of the Soul? Because there's a lot of wonderful music Anna Elizabeth Lobby has made, and our listeners are begging for more. All right. Well, this one's called All My Runnin', and it's actually a song I wrote just after arriving in Seattle, kind of talking about being a vagabond and then finding a place to finally settle down. When I asked you about your intuition, I knew about this song. It's like right away, the first thing people are going to hear when we tune up the song is that you felt like you were supposed to go out and do this. Is this real things or is this imaginary, Anna? It's real. So you followed your intuition, you went out, your eyes met, and you're home. Is that, is, I shouldn't give away the conclusion. I, that's a, a spoiler alert, right? <laughs> yeah, I guess so. <laughs> so let's listen to Anna Elizabeth Lobby's song, All My Runnin', from her recent recording, Tree. Do you say hello? 
Runnin' by Anna Elizabeth Laupe. It's on Recording Tree, which is one of four recordings she's put out. Out of My Head was first Pool the Love, Pool All the Knowledge was her second recording. Then she went to her self-named Anna Laupe in 2015 and Tree in 2016. So it's been two years since you've released a recording. Isn't it time to get another one out? It sure is. Yes, it's definitely time. (laughs) (laughs) It is kind of a, what is it, a publish or perish type thing. You have to keep feeding people all your wonderful melodies and your voice, which is so engaging, so warming. Do you experience your voice that way? I do more and more. You know, when I started, I didn't really like my voice. I didn't think I could sing very well. And for some reason, I just kept doing it. And I think I'm a lot better than I was from my first record to now. When I listen back, I think, yeah, I've made some improvement. And I actually do like listening to it now. Did you have early engagement with music yourself, instrumental or vocal? Where did you get that nurtured gift in your life? Yes, I started the Suzuki Method at age three on piano back in Iowa City. So I took piano for a long time, and then I played a lot of different instruments and bands and orchestras through the years. And then, um, yeah, after I heard that Indigo Girls song, I picked up the guitar at about age 15, I think it was. So I've definitely had a lot of music lessons in my life. And one of the things that I heard in one of the interviews you've done is that you picked up the harmonica along the way and that you would actually set the rack up when you're doing those long drives around the plain states or whatever. You play the harmonica while driving. (laughs) You've done your research. That's funny. Yeah, I used to do that. I would I would drive around and play along on the harmonica. And you've never been arrested? Not for driving while playing harmonica, no. It's another thing we can add to while driving while black and all that kind of things. <laughs> it's the equivalent. So do you generally combine the two? I've seen you with the bassist accompaniment. When you go out and perform, is it just generally the precious Anna Lobby or is it other folks surrounding you? It definitely depends on the gig. Like if I'm playing at a festival or something. I'll hire some people to fill out the sound a little bit usually. If I'm playing at a coffee shop, I'll just play by myself. So it's kind of where I'm at, who's around, who's available, and what the gig requires. Well, the gig requires that you play another song now. So what's up for your third song for your Song of the Soul? Let's do this Tom Petty cover. I recorded this one in San Francisco, and it took kind of a long time to get out, so I just released it. Actually, last year, right before he died, 
and just really respect him. I've, I've never really been sad or cried or anything when a famous person has died until he died. It really impacted me quite a lot. So this one's for Tom. It's called Time to Move On. It's written by Tom Petty, performed here by Anna Elizabeth Lauby. Time to move on. It's time to move on. It's time to get going. What lies ahead, I have no way of knowing. But under my feet, babe, grass.
Anna Elizabeth Lobby brings us a cover of a Tom Petty song. Time to move on for today's Song of the Soul. This is Song of the Soul, a Northern Spirit Radio production. I'm Mark Helpsmeet. On the web, you find us at northernspiritradio.org. Thirteen years of guests and information and music on our site. So please go to northernspiritradio.org. Check that out. Leave a comment when you visit. There's a donate button. That's how this full-time work is supported. Click donate to help us out that way. If you don't, the corporations and the government aren't going to fill in. This is really listener-supported programming. Also, I want to remind you to support your local community radio stations. Now, Anna, you've toured around quite a bit, and so you've done radio stations here and there and interviews. Uh, Usually when you go in, I assume you play a couple songs and then you're out again. What kind of stations, what's the biggest, what's the littlest that you've ever done? I played on Wood Songs program one time, and I think they syndicated around to some bigger stuff. I think they put me on Sirius XM, so that was probably the biggest. And BBC has been nice, but I've never played there live, but they've been nice at playing the studio recordings. Partly what I was wondering about is there are some national names who garner, you know, 95% of the musical attention. You know, you just hear the top 20 or whatever, Beyonce or whomever, and their music is played continuously and the small person can hardly get a foot in. Community radio stations I find particularly invaluable because they want to hear the local folks and they want to share music that is fresh and new and different. And uh, you certainly qualify for that. So I was thinking there's probably some community radio station. Maybe there's something in Seattle right near you that particularly you know you can drop in and they'll put you on. You know, KBCS has been amazing. They had me in studio probably 10 years ago when I was touring the West Coast, and they've played some stuff recently from the studio records, but they're a great station, and I really appreciate having them so close here, just across the way in Bellevue. And the song that we just listened to, Time to Move On, from Tom Petty, who, again, you mentioned, he died just a year ago. I also wondered why you chose this particular song. You can cover songs from, there's a lot of wonderful music out there to choose from. Why that song? I think it speaks to letting go and moving on and just sort of the whole practice of non-attachment, which is definitely a practice for me. Is that as in Buddhist non-attachment? I suppose. I've definitely studied Vipassana and Buddhist meditation. I try not to get into any one sect too much, but yeah, definitely that idea of not clinging to anything too tightly. Did you have a religious spiritual upbringing other than the Beatles? (laughs) I think music was probably the foremost religion in our household, which is pretty amazing to say and to think about. I did go to church a bit growing up, but it was not something that was ever really a huge part of our family life. What flavor did you encounter? I think Presbyterian of some sort. It was really just what was up the street from our house, and I think probably more of a community experience rather than a religious one. Actually, my ex-wife, her parents were definitely not churchgoers, didn't want to go, but at the age of eight, she decided she wanted to go to some church. And so they looked around, and there were four churches in their neighborhood, and they decided that the Presbyterian church would be the least damaging of them. So they allowed her to go there for a while. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> anyway, obviously music as a central spiritual expression makes really good sense to me. 
I mean, I'm Quaker, and you know, we do things in silence, but there's so much music that comes up from within us. Did you start writing songs early on? I mean, you start with the Suzuki back when you're three. You pick up a guitar somewhere between the age of 13 and 15. You do harmonica while driving across. When did you actually write your own songs? I date it to my early 20s, although I was lucky enough to come into contact with a singer-songwriter who gave me some piano lessons when I was still back in Iowa City. And he encouraged me to write songs back then, but I, I didn't really think I had anything to write about at that time. He probably planted that seed, and then it sprouted a few years later. Are you willing to admit which was your first song that you wrote? Yeah, uh, Honey Bee is on my first record. So it was a good one that you actually wrote. Certainly for a lot of us, the first one, back when I was 12, I I was diddying to myself, hello, hello, what is your name? Hello, hello, I do not know. That was my first tune. So you could see why it would be forgettable and why it's never gone on any recording. That sounds like the song Paul McCartney talks about his first one, too. (laughs) That's me, Paul McCartney and me, just right on the same level. There you go. You told me that your dad was really good in singing harmonies. You know, he'd sing along with the radio or something. Did you also do family singing? Is there is that the kind of thing when you get in a car and go somewhere and sing or, or at home at any time? Not really, no. I, I've heard people talk about that, and we didn't really do that much. There were a couple times, like, my mom and my brother and I would play instrumental trios, and people would be singing, but we never really had a sit-down family sing-along. Well, let's share some more of your wonderful music for Song of the Soul. And next you will have... Let's do Please Let It Rain in California Tonight. Yes, a good long name, because it (laughs) won't fit on a label. What's the origins of the song? It's just kind of a prayer for healing in the world. It was written during the off and on again California droughts and wildfires. Kind of just as a, a prayer set to music. Let's listen to a prayer from Anna Elizabeth Laupe. The full name is Please Let It Rain in California Tonight. Please let the darkness find the light Please let my brother be alright Please let forgiveness and the awful fight Let it rain in California Please let me feel good in my skin Remember how I felt when I was ten Please let my shoulders stop being so tight And let it rain in California tonight Please let the orphans find good home
expression of the heart. Please let it rain in California tonight. That's by Anna Elizabeth Lauby here today for Song of the Soul from her latest CD, Tree. And Tree is easy to spell, T-R-E-E, but Anna Elizabeth Lauby, only that Lauby is likely to give you trouble. AnnaElizabethLauby.com is her full website name. Lauby is L-A-U- B-E. And I understand that's of Germanic tradition. Is that true for you? That's true. On both sides, mother and father? My mom has a lot of British and I think probably some Scandinavian. And uh, yeah, my dad's part Irish, part German, part lots of other things, I'm sure. I'm used to associating Germany with that area of Iowa where you started out because, again, my wife from the Amana colonies, everybody there is, you know, at least 98% pure German thoroughbred. So I thought that it, it might have that connection. You went from your website used to be Anna Laube, so just A N N A L A U B E. It used to be that short, and you've added the Elizabeth in there. Is that because you're more famous now? or <laughs> You know, I don't really know why I decided to do that. I just realized that I really like the full name, and I hadn't been really using it on anything except when I would get plane tickets. So, yeah, I, I did switch it over to the full name. And when you were young, what did your mother call to get your attention? Just Anna. Anna, that's everybody goes with the full name, you know. Anna Elizabeth Lauby, get your. <laughs> no, I never, I never got that. I guess that's simple living in action. <laughs> when you wrote, thought of the droughts in California, was that when you were in the area? You know, I think I actually wrote that song when I was living back in Madison. I did a couple years back there, and I think that was when I was in Madison. In 1998, I was in California, and of course, California, most of it is desert area, so it's, it's not surprising that they would have droughts, but right around when I was there, they had rain every day for three weeks before I arrived in that area, and I was there doing a Quaker international folk dance trip. And so I'd lead people in some dancing. So the song, I Love a Rainy Night, I sometimes teach people a dance to that. It's a country line dance. And in that song, there's a line that says, I wake up to a sunny day. Now, of course, they're having the rain when I'm doing this. And I said, if we all sing and do this together, then tomorrow we're going to have sun. 
And the first time I did it, it happened. And people said, wow, you should do it again today. And I didn't feel the inspiration. So I waited a couple more days and I felt the inspiration. I did it again. And the next day was the second sunny day they'd had in over three weeks. And then they said, do it again, do it again. And I said, no, I got to follow inspiration. And then the third time I did it, which was the day before we left, I did it again. And the next day was the third and only other sunny day of those times. So there's magical powers in music. And so when you prayed for rain in California tonight, did you get it? I'm sure it happened. I didn't track it quite as closely as you did, but that sounds very cool. And I'd like to have you come do that in Seattle this winter. (laughs) <laughs> you could use it wait don't you get enough rain anyhow i mean i that <laughs> no i want the sunshine oh oh the sunshine yes okay <laughs> well i did live in africa for a couple of years when i was in the peace corps so i got all this sunshine stored up in my bones that much more than i need here in wisconsin really well let's share some more of your music uh, would you care to share something else Yeah, let's do EXO. This is a cover of a Beyonce song from her album, also titled Beyonce, which I think is a work of pure genius. And uh, I really love this song. John Myers also covered this song in a kind of folky way. And yeah, it's called EXO. Your love is bright as ever Even in the shadows Baby, kiss me Boy, turn the lights out Your heart is glowing And I'm crashing into you Turn my 
could easily have recognized the tune from the Beyonce song, XO, but we don't have Beyonce here today for Song of the Soul. We've got Anna Elizabeth Lauby here, and that's, I consider, my good fortune. Uh, that Anna has recorded on her album, Tree. You want to track her down, Anna Elizabeth Laube, Laube is L-A-U-B-E dot com. And, of course, the link's on northernspiritradio.org. That's the easy way, because everybody can spell Northern Spirit Radio. So, EXO is the song. You say Beyonce, the recording that that's from, the original, is completely genius. Is that how you feel about Beyonce in general? I assume there's a lot of people who are just impressed by the strength of her personality. Yeah, I was always impressed by the strength of her personality until that record. And then that record in 2014, maybe 2013, just really hit me. Like I'd really never heard anything like it before. I think just musically, it's, it's really, really strong. Are you the kind of person to fall head over heels at all easily? That song kind of portrays a woman that's like, I meet you and wow, kiss me, take me home, I'm yours. Is that uh, Anna Lauby type of thing? I think I'm pretty particular about the people that I do fall hard for, but then when I fall, it is very hard. What do you think really draws you to someone else? What's the essential spark for you? That's a good question. I'd say if you put all the people that I've loved in a lineup, they wouldn't really look anything like each other. So it's not that, but I think it's probably the quality of their kindness and creativity. Is there a part of your heart that wants to change the world in any particular way? I mean, your prayer song, you know, Please Let It Rain in California Tonight, is a heart reaching out for the world. Whereas a lot of songs are just about love, our personal relationships, which is, of course, right, what we live in the middle of. Are you also a person who goes out and does benefits and has this cause and wants to speak out about it? Yeah, I've definitely done some benefits in my day. That is something that I struggle with about, you know, how much does going out and marching and that kind of thing actually change things. And so I just want to encourage everybody to vote right now. I think that's very important in this upcoming election. And yeah, that's a question I ask myself a lot of like, what's actually effective and how can I help to make the world the kind of place that I would like to live? I mentioned that in part because I'm aware that Iowa City is kind of one of the liberal enclaves of Iowa. Madison certainly has kind of got, you know, the Berkeley of the Midwest, right? And Seattle and San Francisco are not known for their conservative bent. (laughs) (laughs) So I just wonder if that's gravitational in terms of what you feel comfortable with, or is it the people? Is it the rain? I mean, what draws you to these places? Yeah, I I definitely think it is where I feel comfortable. I believe in human rights for all people, no matter who you love, the color of your skin, all that kind of thing. So I I definitely feel comfortable in a liberal environment where most of the people also share those views. And I can talk openly with people about politics. It's been interesting for me when I have, you know, I lived in LA for a short time also, and I just assumed it would be like San Francisco where you could, you know, just... (laughs) talk about all of the left-wing things and assume everybody around you also had those same beliefs, but it wasn't. So that was eye-opening to me, you know, to have my roommate's boyfriend be anti-gay and and have that kind of discussion. Like, okay, so I have to respect him, but I don't have to respect his beliefs. I mean, you know, I don't know how to say that so that it sounds the way I mean, but yeah, I definitely feel comfortable, more comfortable in a a place that has open-minded thinking. 
you've had three years so far in Seattle, and this uh, seems like it's turning into a long-term gig for you? I think it might. I think it might. I'll have to wait and see, but I do like Seattle a lot. It feels, it feels like a very special place. Well, before you decide to go on tour or leave town and go somewhere else, let's get one more song in for your Song of the Soul. How shall we conclude your Song of the Soul? This one's called Already There, and it's a good place to conclude. I wrote this one for the same contest where I met Jason Horowitz, and we had a a prompt to write about a piece of art, and I think the, the art that I got was Dolly's painting with the melting clocks on it, so I wrote this song inspired by that painting. Ah, okay, so that's where that chorus comes from. Folks, let's listen to Already There and say a few more words with Anna Elizabeth Lauby. Here it is, Already There. Walk with me down the sandy hills of time Speak to me, it's nothing but your mind Cause I feel you in the depths I saw you on the steps Walking down sandy hills of time I hear you calling out my name Can't see you, but I listen just the same As you're singing me a song I'm singing right along I hear you calling Song of the Soul today with Anna Elizabeth Lauby, already there. And folks, the first time I heard that, I was listening both to the verse and then into the chorus, and I said, 
now wait a minute, that's rattling around in my head. Where did that come from? And it took me another hour before I realized, wait, Tambourine Man, and she knows Dylan. I mean, she's almost like a, a niece to Dylan because her mother lived in the same town that Dylan was in for a year or two. So were you aware of that when you it came out in the song? I think I was. I can't remember if I was aware of it when I was writing it or, or shortly thereafter, but yeah, it definitely influenced that one. One of the problems with knowing someone like Pete Seeger, and I've interviewed a number of people who he helped mentor, is any song that you come up with, he could think of some song that uses some portion of those notes, that melody. So the greater volume of songs you know, the more you can say, well, that reminds me of this one. But to walk in those footsteps, I think Dylan was not a complete original himself. Yeah, he uh, he definitely took from a lot of different places. You know, I was talking about the song with my guitar student the other day, You Are My Sunshine, and just thinking about how that song is basically, this land is your land, and little darling pal of mine, and a Carter family song, and how they took it from spirituals, and they're all just kind of using the same melody and chord. So it's interesting how folk music gets recycled over and over. The thing I would notice about your voice and your tunes and your enunciation, it sounds country. There's a lot of country in the girl here. And you're not a girl, you're a woman, but you know what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. Is that because of some particular interest? Is that because you heard Nashville Skyline one day and then you said, okay, that country stuff really nails it? Where does that come from? Or is that just Iowa girl influences? Yeah, it's really interesting how that happened. One of my mom's friends would used to ask her, why does Anna have an accent when she sings? And, you know, I think that was just from starting out and not not knowing how to sing, not knowing what I was doing and, and being a really big Lucinda Williams fan and just kind of trying to emulate that sound. And luckily, I think I've lost the accent as I've gone on, but I've definitely kept some of the country flavors. And I don't know where that comes from, really, because Iowa City isn't really the South at all. And it's, it's not really a country music type of place. But I think, you know, Americana and folk is kind of the genre that I fall into. And I, I really just like that sound. And the other part of it was when I was in San Francisco, my partner, my musical partner that I recorded my first record with played the mandolin. And so he brought that kind of country Americana bluegrass sound into some of the songs just by the fact of playing the mandolin. Well, wherever it comes from, it's beautiful, it's wonderful, and I'm so glad that you're purveying this music that comes from your center and from other people, too, that you purvey it so beautifully and give it this sense, this uh, special magic that comes with Anna Elizabeth Lobby. I'm so thankful that I ran into your music with Jason Horowitz, the song that you did with him. And if people haven't heard the interview with Jason Horowitz, just go to nordenspiritradio.org and find it. You can find a lot more about Anna on annaelizabethlaube.com. Laube is L-A-U-B-E. The link's on Northern Spirit Radio. Great stuff today, Anna. I'm so thankful you shared it with me and that you're doing this music into the world because I do think we change with our voices what happens in the world, and you're doing it to the good side. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Mark. Please note that there are a couple of bonus excerpts from this interview with Anna that we couldn't fit into this broadcast. So you'll find them on the northernspiritradio.org website, plus the song list, link to Anna, and much more. 
Big thanks to Andrew Jansen for production assistance on today's show, and we'll see you all next week for Song of the Soul. The theme music for Song of the Soul is by Chris Williamson, and it is called Song of the Soul. Check out all things Song of the Soul on northernspiritradio.org, guests, links, stations, and a place for your feedback, suggestions, and support. Send your Songs of the Soul to me, Mark Helpsmeet, via the info on our website, and join us weekly for Song of the Soul.